The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show. Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas. And if you're wondering, whoa, who is that on the phone? It's me. It's me recovering from a cold. But I sound worse than I feel. So just wanted you to know who it is. Um, Every year in December, I have different not-for-profits on this show that are charities. And I usually focus three out of four from right here in Pittsburgh. And I have to tell you that this show today is absolutely one of my favorite charities. And not only that, the person on this show is one of my favorite people. Therefore, I was very excited about this show today, really excited. Um, So without going on and on about how much I love Charlie LaValley, the CEO of Variety the Children's Charity in Pittsburgh. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. And as you know, the feeling is so mutual. I admire you and love you and respect all you've done, especially for people with disabilities. It's fantastic all you've accomplished. Well, I must say to you, we're lucky to have you. That's how I feel about it. We're very lucky to have you. And you have done so much for this organization. Hey, Charlie, how about if you start talking about Variety, the children's charity, uh, what it is, and how it got started right here in Pittsburgh? Sure, it's a terrific story. Variety, the children's charity, is dedicated to serving kids um, through age 21 with disabilities in in um, western Pennsylvania and even parts of West Virginia. Its start is really fascinating because on Christmas Eve, which we're very close to, in 1928, a one-month-old baby girl was left in the Sheridan Theater in Pittsburgh. And the manager of the theater and ten businessmen who made up the Variety Club, as it was originally known, um, discovered this child left on a seat in the theater. And the baby's mother had pinned a note to her clothing, which, which read, Please take care of my baby. Her name is Catherine, and I can no longer take care of her. I have eight others. My husband is out of work. She was born on Thanksgiving Day. And I've always heard of the goodness of show business people, and I pray to God that you will look after her. Well, those 11 men adopted the child, named her Catherine Variety Sheridan, and um, since then, um, Variety is now in 40 other parts of the world, um, $2 billion worth of services for children in need. So it's just been a fantastic story. And for people like you and I from, from this area, we're just so proud that Pittsburgh has launched another model for the nation of, of what can be done for caring for kids, and especially kids with disabilities. 
Yeah, one thing I want to say about that, you know what, Charlie? Look what one good deed did. Those men adopting her, look what that one thing did. I bet they would never have believed what was going to happen. And that's why I'm always saying to everyone, and certainly to all of your listeners, you just never know the power of one good deed. And yes, here we go. We do have our caller on the line. Uh, Joe, are you on the line? I'm Joyce. I'm doing awesome. How are you? Well, I'm always doing great when I'm talking to Joe Sipley. What a wonderful person you are, um, and a blessing to all of us. Thank you for calling in. Well, it's my pleasure, Joyce. Uh, and again, I echo Charlie. I admire you, and of course, I don't have enough words to uh, say what I think about my friend Charlie LaValley. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for all that you've done, the doors you've opened, especially with organized labor to help us uh, help so many kids get adaptive bikes in western Pennsylvania and West Virginia. And it's just a really exciting story. And thank you for opening all those doors to organized labor. Well, my, my pleasure, Charlie. And I, and I go back to that uh, day you put that phone call into me a couple of years back to say, hey, Joe, uh, can we grab a cup of coffee? Because... Uh, you know, I need your help, and uh, you know anybody that knows you, Charlie, uh, you can't say no to Charlie LaValley. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know, not only Charlie, you bring the passion, you know, to the cause and the leadership, but more importantly, whatever you ask of anybody, you and your tremendous staff are willing to do a hundredfold. I mean, it's you, you set such a great example, and it, it's a it's an honor to be able to call your friend and and help out in this uh, wonderful cause and. Uh, you know, every kid deserves the opportunities to fulfill, you know, their lives and, and, and experience everything they possibly possibly can. Well, Joe, you understand having a grandson named Max with his own challenges. You understand what it's like, and you bring that compassion to it. And uh, I guess if you were going to tell us something you've learned from Max, what would you tell us? Well, Max, well, uh, you know, Max, being, he's my oldest friend, grandchild of four, and um you know, he is, uh, he, he is my hero. I mean, you know, we, we, in, in society today, we use the word great pretty loosely. I mean, we define actors and actresses and athletes and whatnot, you know, in that term, they're great. But, you know, with Max and his family, my son and daughter-in-law, um, you know, I, I see greatness every day. Um, you know, what I've learned from Max is every day is a blessing. Um, <clears throat> you know, just, uh, the power of resilience. I mean, just, you know, these young children and, and people dealing with disabilities, I mean, they're, they're the true heroes. They're, they're the true great ones out there. Well, you know what? You're a great one. And love you so much, Joe, and hi, Mark. And thank you so much for calling in. Well, my pleasure, Joyce. You know, I, again, I, I think the world of you and what you do and, and have done for people with disabilities. And, uh, you know, again, I look forward to continuing the, uh, the good work. And happy holidays uh, to you and, and your listeners. And most importantly, to, uh, to all our children out there, I think. Uh, this is the season. That, and, and keep in mind, this is what they're all about. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you also. Charlie. You're talking about variety, but variety is blessed with you. I mean, wow. 
That's all I can say about you. How about if you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background working with children and how much the wonderful Mr. Rogers impacted you? Oh, I'd be happy to. Joyce, as you know, Fred was an ordained Presbyterian minister. Not everybody knows that. And um, when I had spent 10 years in a Shadyside Presbyterian church, Fred suggested I come to Highmark, Blue Cross of Western Pennsylvania at the time, to direct the caring program for children, which was focused on uninsured kids. And um, there's no doubt that following Fred's guidance, we were so fortunate in Western Pennsylvania and with his partnership uh, to establish the first program for uninsured children in the nation that then led to CHIP in Pennsylvania, and we worked on the Children's Health Insurance Program becoming a national program, which now helps 10 million children a year, and it was with partners like uh, Mr. Rogers. And, and Fred has impacted me uh, personally in such a deep uh, way. He was certainly there through all the dark moments of my life, which we all have dark times, and uh, I miss him still. And if he was um, with us today, I think what he might like to remind her, his, your listeners is something that you do. Fred would say the only unique gift we have to give as our authentic selves. And I think that's a good reminder from Fred that we need to be authentic and genuine and real. And that may be being sad at times, and that may be being happy. Uh, but certainly Fred was dedicated to whatever was best for children. And I think we certainly miss that voice and that role in America today of having at least somebody who everybody knew was committed to children and their best interest. And uh, I think he would take joy in what we're doing for kids with disabilities, whether it's bikes or strollers or communication devices or Halloween and holiday parties. Uh, I think Fred would be especially pleased because another thing he often said was, think of the children first. He wasn't saying think only of the children, but he wanted to direct our attention uh, that we needed to think of them first. And uh, what a good reminder for us to think of the children first and their needs and what's in their best interest. And, you know, if you don't know, Mr. Rogers is, was right here in Pittsburgh also. I mean, we are so blessed in Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh, where I'm headquartered. But people would have no idea between Mr. Rogers, Andy Warhol, uh, Roberto Clemente, of course, but so many great things like variety happened and started right here in Pittsburgh. Like Bender but Consulting. Truly, <laughs> Excuse uh, me. <laughs> but truly, he is and was a great, great blessing. Um, okay, Charlie, I'm excited to talk about the My Bike program. Can't start early enough to talk about the My Bike program because I know throughout the show you're going to be telling everyone about the great Christmas gifts they could receive. So what is the My Bike program and how did it get started? Well, the My Bike program provides an adaptive bike to children with disabilities ages 4 through 21. And right now we're in 29 counties in western and central Pennsylvania and 10 counties in West Virginia. And I think what we have to go back and remember is, and you know how this can happen, but many kids with disabilities and their parents have been told over and over again that the child will never do this or they can't do that. And they've heard these negative messages over and over again. And so 
what we've discovered through the My Bike program is that if we do it right and we um, work in partnership with PT, physical therapists, and occupational therapists, we can get kids riding bikes. And uh, that they can't or will never ride a bike can be retired. And, um, for example, yesterday we, up in Johnstown, we, uh, we gave five adaptive bikes yesterday, and I, I wish um, your listeners could have seen those kids. And we even had Santa in the little bike parade. And, and, um, but these children were doing something that they and their parents had been told they'd never do, something as simple as riding a bike. So I, I think inclusion. The, inc- it's all yes. about inclusion. You know, just as Charlie said, if you have a disability or a child, you see all your friends out there with a bike. Who didn't have a bike? Everyone had a bike. And now guess what? Everyone can have a bike, including children with disabilities, which I think is so awesome. Now, I know people are going to wonder, well, wait a minute, my child has this type of disability. I know another child with this type of disability. So how are these chairs adapted for the child? Sure, well, that's a great question, Joyce. And the the bikes are individually customized to each child and his or her particular challenges. So what somewhere in the process, they will see a, a physical therapist or occupational therapist who will determine exactly what they need, the type of trunk support or laterals to keep them um, sitting straight in the bike or the headrest and backrest. And their feet are Velcroed in because a lot of our kids have tone issues. They can't keep their foot on the pedal. Well, if you can't keep your foot on the pedal, you can't ride. So that's the beauty of it. And we've seen it now a thousand times uh, since uh, November 2012 that kids are able to do it. They just need the right equipment. And it, quite frankly, it just seems absurd to me that we wouldn't do it. If all you need is a bike that's tailored to you and we can provide you that bike, we, and going back to Fred, think of the children first. We should make sure, as you always emphasize, about kids being included and all people with disabilities being included. That's important to all of us. We all want to belong and feel accepted and feel a part of Every one of us, every human being wants that feeling of belonging and inclusion. So these bikes are a great way for kids to ride with their siblings. And that's what one uh, mother of a four-year-old told us yesterday. She said, my son can't wait to ride with his older sister, to be included, to do it together, to share in the simple experience of riding a bike. That is so awesome. And it is. If you, if you would see these children... The joy, the absolute joy, it is not describable. But right now, we have one of my favorite people on the line who really was involved from the beginning with Variety um, and has been so passionate about these children since I started working with her. And that would be Chris Kobus. Are you on the line? I am, Joyce. How are you? How are you, Chris? I'm fine, thanks. Hi, Charlie. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. I just I heard that you were on the radio, and I had to call in um, and uh, and just say that uh, 
you know, Variety's been around for a long time. I haven't been around since the beginning. I'm not quite that old, but um, <laughs> I, I was, um, I've probably been on the board for about 15 years, I guess, and was the president for quite a number of years. And this is probably the most exciting time that Variety has ever had um, because while we've worked with uh, children with disabilities for many years, um, you know, we used to before my time, actually, uh, purchase wheelchairs for kids with disabilities because they weren't covered by insurance. Um, and we took care of those kinds of things. And then uh, we started to take care of helping them with other mobility issues but didn't have a real focus. And so while we would take care of helping a number of children every year, uh, we didn't have anything that really set the public on fire in terms of being able to understand a child's need uh, and a child's desire to do something, to do the same thing that uh, able-bodied children can do uh, until you came up with the idea of my bike. Um, And that's the most exciting because people who have never been around uh, children with disabilities just don't understand the challenges. But when you explain to them that someone can't even ride a bike, and when they think about what their first experience with a bike was and how empowering uh, having a bike was for them, they can start to realize how empowering the idea of a bike can be for a child with a disability. Um, and, and, it's, and it's made people understand so much more uh, about the life of a child with disability and the family of the child with a disability. Um, and, they, and they understand the idea of being able to be with your family and be with your friends and do something that everybody else can do uh, and be free the way everybody else can be free. It's, um, it's been amazing to see the difference in uh, the public at large here in Pittsburgh and in, in the rest of Pennsylvania and part of West Virginia, how excited people get by the notion of being able to to give that freedom to a child with disability. So that, I think that's the, the big change here in, in Variety is that, uh, is that now people who hear this kind of message today, particularly listening to, to this or seeing us on television and, or seeing in the newspaper uh, when you're giving bikes away, seeing that, they say, you know, I could be a part of that and I, could, and I can understand uh, why somebody would would need that bike? These are expensive. I don't know if you mentioned yet how expensive the bikes are. No, no. I mean, yet. a family just just can't just can't afford one. Uh, particularly uh, a family of a child with disabilities, they spend so much of their money just helping that child, let alone the rest of their family. Well, Chris, uh, so, you make a really really good point. Like yesterday in Johnstown, we gave out five bikes to kids from Cambria, Somerset counties, and then. We also received funding for seven more bikes, and they're $1,800 per bike. And uh, uh, AFSME and Amerisurf Financial and uh, Laurel Highlands Biking Group all sponsored these seven bikes. And then we fit five more kids who, in another six weeks, those kids will be getting bikes. So you're exactly right. I mean, uh, the community has just mobilized, and when they see it, we probably had... I don't know, over 100 people in the presentation. They were lined up in balconies, and then they watched the kids ride, and um, everybody everybody cheered and clapped for the kids, which I love, too, because our kids don't always get that kind of affirmation. But uh, it was just a great day yesterday, and um, 
Uh, we even had people admit that they rode a banana seat bike themselves when they grew up. And I don't know if you and Joyce have anything you'd like to admit about your own initial biking experiences, but uh... I, I had a gold bike, and I and I kind of wish that I had had the harnesses that our kids use on their bikes because I I uh, fell off my bike quite a number of times, <laughs> and uh, I still have um, uh, some uh, cinders in my knee these many years later to uh, to prove that um but uh, you know our kids are a little um are a little safer on their bikes <laughs> than yes, i are. was on mine but they're uh, they're they're very um they you know we, the other thing we don't talk about very much is that um we don't at variety really try to be therapeutic in any way any of the things that we do these kids spend a lot of their time at the therapists and at doctors and, you know, working on, on issues. Um, and they don't just have a whole lot of fun. And, and we try to provide the fun and inclusion that they don't get sort of in the, in the rest of their life. But what has happened with a lot of our kids is that using the bike is an exercise. And they don't even think about exercising that way. And many of our kids have gotten stronger because of it. And some of our kids have taken their first steps because of it. Yeah. It's that I mean, that's you know. It, so you're they're having fun uh, and 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 it's helping them at the same time. That's that's just wonderful. Yeah, we talked yesterday with the parents about giving the stationary stand so that the kids can ride the bike in the winter, like the one boy who plays wee baseball while he's uh, riding his bike during the winter, and when his guys are running around the bases, he's pedaling. So exactly, Chris, to your point, he's having fun, and but his parents know that it's therapeutic. But all he yeah. knows at 10 is that it's a blast. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's something he's never been able to do before, and he can do it now. You know, he can, and he can ride in the summer with his friends. I mean, I just, uh, that's a thrill. Um, and you haven't spoken about it yet, and Joyce will probably jump in on your show here, but the, you know, the what comes next then is, Charlie has found out about kids who who are nonverbal, uh, and uh, and I never realized how many children were nonverbal. I I have to tell you, even though I'm you know very involved in this organization, and you, you think of yourself as being pretty involved in this, this disability community, the people who help those children, you, I had no idea how many children were nonverbal, um, and so you came up with the idea of my voice, which is. Another very exciting um, new initiative for variety. Well, that's true, and we gave out communication devices. We we have learned from listening to the parents, and I don't know, Joyce, if you want to start talking about my voice or more about my bike, what would you prefer? Go right ahead. Well, mm, with it's, my it's voice. While I'm getting back, my voice. <laughs> yes, we we hear you're struggling with your voice. Well. For the listeners, as Chris was just saying, what we found out from listening to parents, parents of children who are nonverbal or have a speech disorder, and if we just stopped for a moment and thought about that, how would life be like if our child could not tell us if they were in pain or if they were sick or if they had to go to the bathroom or if they were hungry or whatever their thoughts and feelings were? and. One mom yesterday was telling us how frustrating it is for her daughter not to be able to communicate to her what it is she wants or needs. And then she was saying how frustrating it was to her as a mom not to know what her daughter needs and how to respond to her needs. 
And so it's really been through listening to the parents. We know that many kids are using communication devices in school, and like an iPad with a communication application on it that the child can tap, and then it speaks and says, like, I'm hungry and I want cookies. Or we have one boy, the mom sent us a little video. He wants to have an ice cream sandwich after, after he gets home from school every day. So he uses his communication device for something as simple as saying that he's hungry and he'd like to have the ice cream sandwich. And, you know, in the video, we see the child and mom head off to the kitchen and, and he points to the freezer. When she says, where is it? He's not tall enough to reach it but she gets out the ice cream sandwich. So I think it's, you know, if we stopped and thought about how fundamental communication is, we're doing it right now. Um, we're talking and listening to each other, and, and people from all over the world are hearing this program via the Internet. We're communicating, and it's just such an essential part of life. And um, we have so many children that aren't able to communicate with Word. So the device is really helping. I know we gave, for example, recently communication device to a mother of a four-year-old and a mother of a 19-year-old, and both moms said the same thing. They said, I can't wait to hear I love you, Mom, for the very first time. And so when you And start, I just want to say, I just want to say, Chris, you have been a great part of this success. And, Charlie, you know that. Absolutely. You have Chris been a great foundation. Part. Yes. Well, you it's, really it's very have. kind, but it's uh, it's certainly uh, a, a joint effort by many many people. As as all of you know, um, and every listener knows, none of these things happen because one person does something. These things happen because uh, a lot of people get together and they have an idea and and they find a way to to accomplish it. And uh, you know, it's a, a little bit of money from a whole bunch of people. Uh, it's a, it's a, a few ideas. It's a, it's reaching out. It's um, you know, it's a, a number of friends getting together, um, and that's that's the way we do a lot of things. I mean, certainly at this holiday season, uh, we reach into our pockets and, and try to help a number of people. But those who are concerned with the disability community, particularly, I think these kind of efforts uh, resonate. Um, so strongly with them, uh, and uh, and I I can't uh, I can't say enough about the people who have been involved with Variety and who are now getting to know Variety uh, very well, particularly by by shows like this, uh, because uh, it, every time we reach out, uh, we get to help uh, one more child with with a with a problem that they have, uh, an issue of uh, a new, you get a, a new lease on life, which is a, which is a wonderful thing and can, and can help the families. And I think you can't talk enough about how important the, the, uh, the, the contribution to the families are of these kinds of devices uh, because they just, they, uh, they open up a whole, whole new worlds for all of those people. I know you have lots to talk about. I'll, you can go on and, and keep on talking about the great programs for Variety, and I'll just um, uh, leave you and say happy holidays to everybody, and, and I hope that uh, we can keep on replicating these programs uh, in more and more places so that more and more kids can, uh, can find this freedom that we're being able to provide to them. 
Joyce, before we let Chris go, you know, we have to acknowledge also the contributions of her husband, Tom, and Dollar Bank. They do a lot of the work behind the scenes that help us with where our offices are and the technology we have. You know, if you don't have the right infrastructure, you can't do the work. So we want to we want to pass along our thanks not only to Chris but to Tom and the whole team down at Dollar Bank here in Pittsburgh that have done so much to help Variety accomplish its mission. The, the work they do is behind the scenes, but we all know Without the people doing the behind-the-scenes work, you can't make it happen out in the community. Chris, thanks so much, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you, too, and, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care, Joyce. You get better now. All right. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Bye-bye. Charlie, are you, before I put this next caller through, as you can see how excited everyone is about variety uh, which is so wonderful. Before I put this caller through, so I make sure we get to do this, could you give everyone the information, the great news um, of what we have to offer this Christmas because of people like Bernita Buncher? Well, Joyce, thank you so much for, for um, asking me to do that. We have really exciting news in the 29 counties of um, Western Pennsylvania and Central Pennsylvania, and then 10 counties in West Virginia. We have right now, as, as Chris pointed out, each adaptive bike is $1,800. We have 100 bikes already sponsored. So what we need to do is get the word out into the community so that these kids come forward because some of the barriers are people don't always know about variety, and that's why I thank you for calling attention to it. And if you're a parent of a child with disabilities, you want to be able to trust. So you hear, well, what is variety? So we have to get the word out so that the therapists and the hospitals and the educators and and everyone rallies around the kids. And the other thing that's important as a barrier is you can be a family of four making up to $97,000 and qualify for these bikes. And um, so that's another thing. Uh, sometimes the families think, oh, well, we make too much money. We're working. Well, that's not true. $97,000 for a family of four. It's a sliding scale. So that's on the bikes. And then on these other two new programs, thanks to the Jack Buncher Foundation and Bernita Buncher in particular and other sponsors, we have 75 communication devices and 75 adaptive strollers. We have $400,000 worth of adaptive equipment right now ready to go for kids. If that isn't news, it should be news throughout our region that we can change children's lives and their families this holiday season if we commit ourselves to spreading the word. You know, you've got to tell everyone. If you're listening to the show, you've got to tell everyone. There is child, there are children out there, parents out there that would give anything for that adaptive stroller or my voice or my bike. They have a chance to make this happen this Christmas. Tell everyone you know, but I don't want to keep this caller waiting any longer. Evan, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. How are you doing, Miss Bender? I am doing just well. How are you, Evan? Hey, I'm doing fantastic today. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Evan. Great to hear your voice and pass along from Joyce and I to your brother Jacob and to your mom. Happy holidays. I know you know Variety very, very well. Yeah, I'm Evan, uh, this before you talk any further, I love this young man. I love him. 
And I just saw him, of course, at the holiday party um, at Highmark for Variety. Every time I see him, he's with his brother and so joyful. Um, But go ahead, Evan. What did you call in to tell us? Yeah, I, I just called in to talk about variety in general and its effects on not only my life, but uh, our entire family's life. Uh, as you and Charlie both know, uh, our family has been a part of variety for many, many years now. Uh, my younger brother, Jacob, has uh, cerebral palsy and a few other disabilities that, uh, you know, hinder some of the things that he can do. Uh, and Variety has been such an amazing program uh, for helping us not only be a part of the disabled community in Pittsburgh, but to be a part of the community at large uh, through all the different programs that they have uh, and the things that they offer for their children. Um, the My Voice program is one that is very, very uh, helpful for the community. Uh, a lot of the disabled kids in the community uh, as we've heard today on the program, they have a lot to say, and they, uh, they really want to tell people how they feel and the things that they're thinking. Uh, and the My Voice program with the adaptive iPads gives them that opportunity. Uh, I know Jake, my brother, has been the recipient of uh, a My Bike bicycle, adaptive bike, uh, and uh, one of the iPads from the My Voice program. And we're actually as of right now, on the list to get uh, one of the strollers as well. Uh, So I just wanted to call in and talk about the amazing effects that uh, Variety has had on our family. Uh, And not only has it helped my brother out, but it's really given me a career path as well. Uh, I'm in school right now at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, and I'm actually in the Rehabilitation Science Program. Uh, because of some of the things that I've got to experience while helping the disabled community through the camps and everything that Variety offers. So it's an amazing thing for not only uh, the kids involved, but the families as a whole. Well, you are part of that. Charlie, did you have anything you wanted to say to Evan? Well, I thought, I know it's kind of a, a side tangent today, but I thought it might be worth, because your emphasis so much on work and providing opportunities, I, I think Evan has an interesting story about uh, um, Jacob and his job and something he made and the experience he had that would be worth hearing, because you always emphasize this point about how important work is. And I wonder if we could just take that moment to, to let him share a story he has about Jacob and work and, his, and uh, receiving a paycheck and what that feels like and your dignity. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so my brother goes to Pittsburgh Pioneer, uh, which is an adaptive school within the Pittsburgh public school systems. Uh, and it's a job placement program. Uh, that he's able to be in. So he was working at a facility where he put together uh, plumbing kits that would be sold at, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot or places of those natures, little hardware stores. Uh, And he had sort of a mat where he could put different parts down uh, to make uh, all the different individual parts of a kit that would then be sealed and sold inside of a store. Uh, And one day, uh, my mom, Jacob, and me were actually out at a Lowe's uh, just doing our regular shopping, and uh, 
we rolled past an aisle, uh, and Jacob got very excited and stopped right in the middle of the aisle and yelled for us to come over and was pointing at this product hanging on the shelf. And we didn't really know, you know, what was going on. And he said to us, you know, I made that. I, I made that kit at work. And, you know, it, it, at that point it clicked to us and we really understood because we knew what he did, but we really didn't know what he made. Uh, so for him to be able to recognize that in a store and point it out was really awesome. So then my mom called over one of the workers that was in this Lowe's store, and he came over uh, and knelt down right next to Jacob's chair, uh, and we proceeded to explain to him how Jacob had made that for the store. Uh, and the guy really, in a moment that was just amazing, looked at Jacob and said, you know, Thank you. you. You give us a job, and you give us something to sell. Uh, and that pride of being able to create something at work, of being able to actually show uh, what you do, was really important for Jake, because then after that, his production rates at work started to go up, and he actually started to really grasp and understand why it was important that uh, he went there and, and did this job. Uh, and his paychecks actually started to go up from that point on. Uh, I know I sent Charlie a picture today of Jacob with his first paycheck and his giant smile, actually. So, you know, it, it's, it's opportunities like this and things in the community that really make a difference in the lives of everybody in the disabled community and, in turn, uh, affect everybody else. Joyce, isn't that something you've been championing, whether it's in competitive employment, oh, the vendor so consulting is placing people, but we all have that. that gives that dignity. 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 Wow, that is a great story. That is a great story, Evan. Thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you for calling in. Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas, oh. Evan. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, guys. You have a great one. Okay. Joyce, how about well, that? Isn't that what you champion, the importance of yes. work and how it makes you feel in terms of your dignity and good about yourself? Yes, yes. I mean, that when you have employment, you have dignity. It, it changes everything. It empowers you. And uh, really, that is what it's all about. You can see, Charlie, wow, people will are really excited about this. So while I have you here before someone else calls in, how can anyone listening to the show today support Variety? Well, that's great. There are, there are a couple things, and I would encourage all the listeners to go to our website, varietypittsburgh.org. And then if you're in other parts of the world, you can certainly go on the Variety International. Just Google Variety International. And you can find out about variety in your parts of the world because we are in places, uh, whether it's um, Australia or Japan or Ireland or Britain or uh, New Zealand. So wherever they are, they could go to just Google Variety International. But for those listening in our region, your home community of uh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, there's two big things people can do. Number one is to spread the word right now of how much equipment we have. So if they go onto the varietypittsburgh.org website, they can see about my bike and my voice and my stroller, and they could think about who they could share that 
um, with. We heard yesterday from a mom who a year ago in her school district heard from one of our board members, Mickey, Sp- Mickey Scrow, who's from AFSME, a year ago. Well, now, after time and encouragement, her child was being fitted. In early um, 2016, he'll get his very own bike that he can have at home. But I think we really need to spread the word and champion the cause that we can get kids bikes and they can ride, or we can get them adaptive strollers and they can get out into the community more, or they can go over their grandparents' houses. Not every uh, home is ADA compliant, so we need um, special equipment to be able to get in, to get into the bathroom, you know, the basics of life. And then my voice, to, to get the word out about my voice. So spreading the word and creating awareness. We all can do that, whether we know kids or not, but we can spread the word. But if you're a physical therapist or occupational therapist or, or speech-language pathologist, you, in our region, you may know kids who can use this adaptive and augmentative communication now. So, And then the other thing people can always do, of course, uh, you know, right now we have more equipment, but before you know it, uh, we'll be out of the equipment and we'll need more funds so that more kids can get it. So any donation is always fantastic. Like the Bernita uh, Buncher and the Jack Buncher Foundation put this challenge out recently, and in a very short period of time, not only did we have their donation, but the $75,000 matching fund became $150,000. So anybody who wants to join and have the really the pleasure and the privilege of donating to give kids mobility and independence and communication. It's a great opportunity. And someone in the media and in a recent interview asked me, um, what didn't I expect through through the My Bike program, for example? And I said, oh, that's easy. I didn't expect to have my life changed by the joy of the kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. so being a part of giving, <clears throat> you know, really, we're blessed because uh, we're changed. And we think we're doing it to help the kids, which, of course, we are, but... Um, it's changed my life. I'm a different person because of the kids. Like yesterday, to see their joy, uh, you can't match it. It's it's uh, it, it's incomparable. That is so true, so true, Charlie. I wonder now. Evan just gave us one, but could you share with our listeners another success story? Well, sure. I, I I'd be I'd be happy to. There was <laughs> there was a young girl yesterday who got a bike and a stroller quite frankly and as she was seeing where we were doing it at Amera Financial Amerisur Financial Services which is the only unionized bank that I'm aware of and but what was so beautiful was she said in getting her bike and then her stroller she said to everybody there she said this is the best Christmas ever I wish everybody could have been there to hear this little girl who's so beautiful um, say to to everybody, this is the best Christmas ever. And that's what I mean about how we get to have our lives changed. Or another mom wrote us uh, uh, yesterday, and how about this? She said, our son, this is her quote, smiles, laughs, and enjoys himself when he is on his bike. How about that? Smiles, laughs, and enjoys himself. I thought her language was so terrific. If, if what we're doing enables kids to smile and to laugh and to enjoy themselves, to feel good about themselves, how, mar- how marvelous is that? 
I that mean, is it's just power. fantastic. Power, powerful. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Hey, Charlie, what's that story about the young person that got the my voice and wanted something unique for breakfast? Oh, Joyce, you would have loved it because yesterday when I told that story in Johnstown with these hundred people, so here's what happened, and I'll tell you how how we did it as a as a large group yesterday. So a mom calls me and says. Um, she says, Charlie, guess what happened with the communication device you gave our daughter? And I said, well, tell me about it. She said, well, for breakfast recently, you know, and I'm preparing lunch. I'm doing all kinds of things, as all moms are doing. And so my daughter said she wanted potato chips and Pepsi for breakfast, and she kind of chuckled. And, you know, being a typical mom, I said, no, of course you cannot have uh, Pepsi and potato chips for breakfast. But my daughter used the communication device and said again, Pepsi and potato chips, and she chuckled. And the mother said, I figured it out. She was joking me. So yesterday with 100 people in, 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 uh, in, in Johnstown, we had half the crowd shouting out, Pepsi and potato chips, and the other half shouting out what the mom would say, no, right? So we're volleying back and forth, Pepsi and potato chips, no. But as the mother was telling me the story, it dawned on me that I had been so focused on the kids being able to communicate that they were in pain or that they were sick or hungry or needed something. I never dreamt honestly. And the mom started crying and I started crying when she was telling me that the kids were going to use these communication devices to joke, to kid their parents. And isn't that what we all did with our parents, and isn't that what our kids do with us? So how fantastic, through the daughter saying Pepsi and potato chips and the mother saying no, how great, you know, how beautiful. And and didn't you also have a child ask for something unusual for breakfast, like a hot dog or something? Oh, uh, yes, what, what... what happened in this other one, it, it was, it was yes, there was the wanting that, but here's another one that might, uh, a grandmom told us, which I thought was fantastic, um, that uh, she had been making for years, helping her daughter with her grandson. Um, she had been making uh, eggs for him every morning. And he got the communication device. She said to him, would you like eggs for breakfast? He said, no. And she said, what do you mean, no? And That's said, well, the one I meant. She yeah. said, what do you want? And he said, pancakes. <laughs> so, That's I mean, the one I knew it was something, something like this. When we this. think about it, and the grandmom started to cry, and I put my arm around her, and I said, look, you did the best you could with what you knew at that time. But how fantastic now that your grandson can tell you he wants something as simple as pancakes. Um, for breakfast. And, you know, again, I think what's happened, and I must admit, I take it for granted. I take for granted communicating or walking uh, or riding a bike with my family. I mean, what these families are teaching us is these very basic things. That's what they're asking for us to support them in having, like a grandson being able to tell his grandmother every day, well, I'd like pancakes instead of eggs, scrambled oh, eggs. Oh, you know? I know. Well, I right. love that story. It's I love no that question. story. It's all about independence. 
independence. Now I have a voice. Oh, I love that story. So, Charlie, before we end the show today, one more time, what is your website? Yes, it's Variety, V-A-R-I-E-T-Y, Pittsburgh, spelled out, P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G-H dot org. And I hope people will get on the website and see these programs and also realize something that Chris had said earlier. These programs continue to be expanded and replicated throughout other parts of the uh, country, and really they could be replicated in other parts of the world. That's what we have to realize in western Pennsylvania. With your leadership as well and your partnership, we can create this model that can be replicated why can't other parts of the country have a thousand adaptive bikes going out and and communication devices and adaptive strollers? We can do this if we commit to the importance and the value of these children. They're just as precious as any other child. And um, you know what you've taught us yourself um, about um, persevering and what we can do for people with disabilities. We just have to make the commitment and give them opportunity so they can discover their possibilities. You embody that yourself, what you've done, and if we can follow that light that you've put out there for us, let's establish and expand these models so that other kids can have the opportunity to ride a bike or to have their voice wherever they go and to be able to uh, communicate their wants and their needs and their thoughts and feelings. Oh, amen to that. So, Charlie, what message would you like to leave with our guest today? That every child is precious, and every child deserves the opportunity to discover their possibilities. And it's a privilege if we can be a part of it, and our lives will be better if we commit to them. Well, I hope everyone spreads this news you can download this show on iTunes. You can tell other people to go hear the show because it's all about these children. And with that, we're going to close the show. Charlie, thank you so much for being with us today. Joyce, thank you for having me as always and for being a light uh, in, and sometimes in darkness for the rest of us. Thank you for what you've modeled and how you have uh, blazed a path that is changing so many people's lives. Thank you so much, Charlie. And our quote today, love is in a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. And who said that? Mr. Rogers. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.